Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, John Cooler. Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore, and as the Enthusiast Communications Manager for Ford Performance, I hope that you are reading my efforts in the Enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com every single week. And as always, my co-host is none other than longtime club president and Mustang hobby and industry guru, Mike Ray, who is known in the Enthusiast world as the King of Connections. And Mike, tonight, thanks to your connections, we are going down under to talk to the man who has become the driving force behind the Ford Mustang in Australia, and that's our friend Rob Herod, Managing Director of Herod Performance. Rob, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Good, good morning. I should, I'm saying good morning. I should say good evening to you, John, and good evening to you, Mike. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. Mike, how did you pull this one off? Oh, Rob's been a great friend. And, and John, actually, I think the first time I ever met Rob was in the Ford Performance or for racing back then days uh, offices. So, um, but we just stayed in touch always and uh, hung out at SEMA, hung out at PRI, things like that. And got to, you know, uh, just know Rob a little bit over the years and just an absolute great guy. And um, it's going to be some fun tonight. Well, I got to tell you, Rob, we are so excited because, you know, we talked to a lot of people in our industry, but what you do down there in Australia and your, your great story, your Ford story, you are really a true blue Ford guy. And if it weren't for you, I don't think Mustang would be as successful as it is today. I know, I know, I'm going to say this out loud, Rob. I know you were a Holden guy for a while. Two weeks. <laughs> my, 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 my father said to me when I bought a Holden, he says, son, you will see the light one day and you will drive a Ford. It took two weeks. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, you were a little yeah. kid. You were fixing up Fords, right? I mean, you were when you were a young yeah. man. Yeah, look, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty, been pretty blessed. Like my my father, the through and through Ford guy, but uh, my father had what you call a gas station, which we call a petrol station. And uh, from the young age of about eight years old, I'd go and work in this petrol station, you know, learning how to how to um, do things with cars and service people, and you know, get my my skills together of, of how to talk to people, give people service, which I feel lacks in this world today, you know, and. You know, manners, manners are free. Respect is free, and it's, it's. I learned that at an early age, and that's it, really helped helped me in my lifetime. Well, you know, you've rubbed some shoulders with some big shots. I mean, Jack Nasser uh, was yeah. down there for a while, and you got to meet him as a young yeah. man. And of course, later on, uh, he became Mister Honcho at Ford Motor Company. That didn't hurt. And then getting involved with Tickford. How did that ever happen? Well, what happened? Well, what happened was that they wanted to do like what you guys do, like putting on a, a car show at, at Tickford. Tickford being the the, the performance arm of Ford. It, I think it was fifty one percent owned by Ford, forty nine percent Tickford. They they wanted to put on an open day, and um, the gentleman who was who was the spokesperson for Tickford approached me to see if I could help out to help them with with getting their show going and. Uh, that's sort of sort of how it all got involved. And 
you know, back, back then, Rob Herod was aftermarket. Rob Herod was just a guy working in his workshop. He was a nobody. But he was doing cars that were making front covers of magazines. Um, everybody was lying out my shop, wanting me to modify their car and stuff. But on an OE level, nobody wanted to know me. It was just like, yeah, Rob's just, you know, he's just a backyard guy. He's just a workshop guy. But with with this gentleman by the name of Howard Marsden approaching me and uh, a guy named Lee Andrew approached me to help them with this show, which wasn't a huge input, but I just gave them, gave them my thoughts. What it done, it introduced me to this Howard Marsden who was the spokesperson for Tickford. Mm-hmm. And you you talk about Jack Nasser. At the same time when this, this show was all starting to get up and running, Jack Nasser who I looked after his private cars for him um, at home. He, he had a 65 Mustang, he had an Aston Martin, a few things. And he wouldn't work with people at Ford because he didn't want to bring, you know, the, the president of Ford Australia using people at Ford. So I was his guy that that done the work for him. And it was it was su- so surprising how it how this Howard Marsden come to me. He said, Rob, we, we're coming back and uh, we're going to um come back into motorsport and he said I think you're my guy he says we don't have anywhere internally at Ford where we can work he said I think you're the guy which which who I need to work with and that's you know that, that's how the Tickford involvement happened through this Howard Mars with this show mm-hmm. uh and at the same deal with with Howard being asked by NASA to, to, to come back into motorsport with Ford I become the skunk works for Ford Motor Company Australia with with the motorsport side of things now was that with the supercars first or was that the uh the VA challenge no no, no so what so what happened was it was with supercars and yeah. super it was in the early 2000s and um, this, this Ford, Ford wanted to come back into um, in motorsport in a big way, and and Howard brought me on board. I was basically Howard's side person that would go to all the races with him and with another heap of team of other people. But I was, I was always there, conversing with the teams and, and finding out their issues and reporting back to him and and so forth. And and um, in, um, in in my workshop, we would do specialised work, like if, if Ford needed a car building for a motor show, a special thing, that they would come to me and go, hey, Rob, what are your thoughts? You know, what, what can you do to make this car special for a show? And it was all through being involved with Howard when, when he left, because he left Tickford uh, to become the head of motorsport again. That, that's sort of how it all started to, be, started to evolve. And the most surprising thing about the whole thing was the way it worked with me going all these shows Howard would come into my workshop and we'd be doing this work and we'd have all these um, customer cars from off the street in my shop. And Howard said to me, he said, Rob, he says, you don't put your name on anything that you do. Yeah. And I said, yeah, well, yeah, Howard, I'm a bit of a humble guy. So I don't even like to put my own name on a sticker, you know. Yeah. He says, well, yeah. from today on, he says, we're going to call you Herod Motorsport. He says, because you're the guy doing the motorsport work, the, the, the R&D for, for me with, with Ford. And he says, we're going to unofficially make you the Ford guy. He says, what I really want to see happen is we, we have plenty of people in America that do vehicles and so forth, but we don't have an Australian that people can turn to and people can talk to. He well, says, you're a, the guy. That was, well, i got to tell you, you know, we don't usually tell you this too often because you know, mm. we don't get to talk to you really about mm. the, the bigger picture. But mm. Mike and I have to admit, when it comes to racing, you guys know what you're doing. You know, we had the Trans Am series when real honest to God mm. cars were racing. I mean, real Mustangs and Camaros. And and it wasn't like plastic bodied go-karts that were all homologated. The, yeah. the, you guys, and you know, I was a secret closet freak with the Utes you guys had down there. I always loved oh. 
the yeah. Falcons, the, and you know, SVT. Yeah. When I worked at SVT, yeah. we saw what you guys did. To, you know, Mike, yeah. you have to admit, the, the Aussies really know how to have fun with their cars. And, mm. and don't you think that Rob knew Mad Max? <laughs> Believe it or not, one of my father's friends owned a car wrecking yard where they filmed a lot of Mad Max. True, true, <laughs> no, true story. True story. Yeah. No mm. way. No, yeah. come on. Now, see, no, I'm honest. I just threw I that out it. there. I believe it. Yeah. So, Mike, the, the the issue for us had been, you know, we spotted him, of course, you know, uh, that Ford knew we had to have someone down there with the with the automotive uh, passion that there is down under. Uh, the, the Aussies needed a, a Ford guy, that that one team, that one place you could go for mods and parts. And so after he got his uh, Ford racing stuff together, Mike, did you ever run into, I mean, he was been to the office a lot, but did you ever run into him at SEMA? Yeah, ran into SEMA, um, PRI. I'm trying to think. I think there might have been even somewhere else. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's all around. And I've ever heard anything I've ever heard about Rob is just just a great guy. And I can tell you, when you meet him in person, he's the most welcoming, inviting person that you could actually meet. And uh, and just so easy uh, to talk to. And you just want to hang around him. You just want to be around him. That's the aura, if you will, <laughs> of Rob. But um, everybody I know just loves him. I know Autumn's a big fan of Rob. Uh, Matt Korzik is. I mean, a, a lot of those guys all love Rob. And just, uh, like I said, I, I just, I suck in all those um those testaments to him. So yeah, absolute great guy. But Rob, the question I have for you is do you, how did you fall in love with Mustang per se? And did you ever, when was your first one you ever owned? How old were you? Well, so we never had Mustangs, Mike. We never really, we had them back in early 2000s. They were bought over in left-hand drive from the U S and, and the yeah. company we were talking about for Tickford converted from a left-hand drive. And yeah. of all things, I'll, I'll be fast. Cause when I was short on time is Howard Mars and had me build a special Mustang convertible that we take to all the supercar rounds. And we'd have Marcus Ambrose who you'd know through NASCAR over there and a couple yeah. of other drivers. We'd have them go out in between races doing wheelies and burnouts. So what, what I'd done, I, I actually built a Mustang convertible with a V10 engine in it, with a, with, and they'll supercharge it. Um, and it used to go out and do wheelies and burnouts. The funny thing was, it, it got too hard for the drivers to drive it, so I become the I become the pilot. So I used to go to all the supercar rounds as this this hoon doing all these wheelies and burnouts, a bit like Born getting everywhere. But I was I was ahead of Born because that was back in two thousand. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's folks, how I got involved with Mustang. So a little over twenty years ago. Yeah, but yeah. Mike, we 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 wanted to do a piece. You know, a lot of people don't know about the Aussie Cobras uh, for two thousand. They thought, oh, you never made a that that was just a Cobra. R. No, we had these left-hand drive models and those guys that, that really hit the shores over there and, and yep. really put us on the map. But, but Rob, the, the question was, you know, until that time, you know, we knew the passion was there. You guys had your own performance world, but yep. it really wasn't until you bumped into my ex boss, um, Jamie Allison. Yes. That when you got the, the, the racing and performance parts contract, yep. man, how did you get people to know that you were the guy and get your word out? I mean, you were some, some kind of marketing, Rob. So uh, yeah, and it's all done by myself. And the thing with it was, uh, because I, I, I basically made my own components for Falcon. With I knew Mustang was coming to Australia. It was probably a year to, to, to two years away, and I figured 
I really need to show these guys that I'm the real deal and I don't just talk to talk. I actually do what I say I'm going to do. So what I what I look at over here, I, I headed out to start selling crate engines because I felt that there is there is not enough Ford crate engines in hot rods in Australia. And as silly as it sounds, within about six or eight months of, of getting this Ford contract, I'd sold more components or, or, or monetary-wise, I'd spent more money with Ford Racing than anyone had over the years. They had three or four people here. So that was how I got. And then I, I really wanted to build my hot rod Mustangs using – I didn't want to make my own parts again because I just just too hard. I thought we got a catalogue worth of Ford bits and pieces there. So I went and met with Wayne Jeffrey and Jamie and, and Mike Delahunty and a few people. Yeah. I said, look, this is what I want to do. I want to put – when the Mustang hits the shores, I want to use your supercharger, your suspension, your exhaust, this, that, and the other. And this is how, how it all started to come 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 around. So well, it, sure, it sure changed when Ford decided to export the S550 Mustang yeah. And to see how you took that off. But, you know, Mike, just like you used to work for Steve Celine, he had issues, especially in California, uh, trying to, you know, get their cars to meet uh, compliance with the EPA. And I know um, what he did, he just became a, a manufacturer, a secondary manufacturer. Yeah. And what I understand, Rob, is you kind of faced that stuff. We know the greenie movement is hitting Australia yep. pretty hard. And so yep. you had to figure out how am I going to sell modified Mustangs, if I can't do pre-title, I have to Correct. do something. So you came up with a pretty good strategy. You you became like a manufacturer, right? I did. I did. I I, I went and done every emissions report, every drive. I ended up having to make my own exhaust systems, and I worked work with Ball under the permission of Ford. And um, we we got out. We got my cars through all of all of the the, the certification you needed. I, I become that way, and it become and it become that strong because you don't want to be seen to be. It's like when you're the guy, everyone's coming at you. So I made sure I had all everything in place where no one could actually come at me and, you know, say you're a bad man. So and the, the nice thing about all this, um, back in 2000, you're probably going to lead into this, but I ended up, Ford come to me and we ended up doing our own production car and a, a collaboration with Herod and Ford. We built 500 cars. So And that was because I'd done all this work getting all the certifications earlier. Right. Oh my gosh. You know that. Well, that shows you. I mean, you know how to make it happen. But it, I have to say, you know, let's let's face it. You had that reputation. We all knew who you. I mean, when you were walking around the offices at Ford Racing and later Ford Performance, you know, you you really made a name for yourself. Now, not only are you the go-to place if you got a for parts, but for for advice for anybody with any kind of Ford, yes. not just the yeah. Aussie Fords, but. Uh, but you know, especially now that we're exporting all these S550s, you got to be yes. uh, do especially doing. You did like an R spec car or something. Yeah, is that's that what. I, yeah. So, so what basically happened is Ford is no longer a manufacturer in Australia, so I become the manufacturer. So I actually have a Ford plant in, in Melbourne, in Broadmeadows, where they built the Falcon. That's actually registered in my name as me being the manufacturer. So we built what we call there was 500 Mustangs where we used Ford Performance Supercharger, Ford wheels, whatever. So it was a package I put together, and um, we built these 500 cars, and they were sold through every Ford dealer in the country. They were fully warranted by Ford, but but of all things, they were actually sold as a Herod vehicle, not a Ford vehicle. So and, <laughs> and, you know, I, spoke, I think you call it title, we call it registration. The cars are not registered as a Ford; they're actually registered as a Herod. Well, that's that's it, Mike. You're going to have to get a Herod Ford and get it over here and drive it around. 
you, you, that that's got to be your calling card, Mr. Ray, because I mean, this guy, this guy had to suffer through Ford Motor Company leaving Australia, and he's still a Ford guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, when you do stuff good, uh, stuff happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something good. Yeah. yeah. So then, then what? Then the Gen threes came along. How did you get your nose into that thing so quickly? Oh, okay. So Jet, you're talking Gen three supercar. So, yeah. so what happened when we finished this 500 car build with with Ford? It was a, a right through COVID. COVID was happening, and uh, my daughter was having a baby. So I, I moved myself up to the Gold Coast. I had to do two weeks in quarantine in, in Darwin to get into into the state of Queensland. And when I got up here, I didn't want to go home. So my good my good buddy Dick Johnson, who's like the legend of supercars for Ford over here. He's he's offside. was very ill. I become the managing director of, of Dick Johnson Racing because I needed something to do. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I had Mark Rushbrook reach out to me. Mark and and the, and the guys at Super. Oh, actually, Mark reached out to me where they're doing this Gen Three supercar, and they needed someone to develop the engine. So basically, I I now have an engine shop up here on the Gold Coast in, oh. in Brisbane Gold Coast, which is called Herod Performance Engines, which I'm, I'm very very proud of, and we've we've developed this engine for the new Gen 3 supercar uh, in collaboration with Ford, uh, with Mark Rushbrook and his team over there. And Herod Performance Engine is the sole supplier of every, it's a controlled engine, but it's we are the sole supplier to every Ford team that races in supercars this year. Oh. So they, they can't touch an engine, they can't even take a rocket cover off. Everything has to be handled by the Herod team. And um, every engine... That races again in supercars this year is a Herod performance. Uh, it's a 5.4. We, we, we used a 5.2 configuration to start with, but we stroked it to 5.4. <laughs> and um, so we have this, this Herod 5.4 engine, in, uh, dry stumped engine that's in every supercar this year, which we're still working heavily on right now. I even, even had part of Mark's team out here with me last week. Oh, man. I, you know, how is Mike and I were talking about the hobby here and how we're you know, the, the winds of change are happening, The uh, not just the generational change from our collectors, but, um, and motorsports is changing too. How is the uh, atmosphere down there in Australia with, you know, with the uh, the Greeny movement happening? Uh, there's a lot of petrol heads that we know down there that still love racing. They still love high-performance cars. I mean, how are you surviving oh, political? Oh, oh. As far as Herod's concerned, like we have got so much work, it's crazy. So obviously, I have two businesses now. I have Herod Performance in Melbourne. We're in the throes at the moment of, of, of doing a run of eighty special Mustangs that are being sold through four deals in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, it's been a hard haul with those because obviously, with the the computer chip problem every out of the US, we've been having trouble getting vehicles to build them with. But look, things things are on the up. You know, like we talk about. Let's say we talk about Godzilla engines. My, my, my team in Melbourne have sold over 50, probably 55 Godzilla engines. Wow. You know, like we're selling this stuff all the time. Yeah. You well, know, you know, Mike, uh, you want to tell Rob about your foray into some kind of an international council? Yeah, you know, and uh, I think Rob was one of the first ones after I announced it to yes. basically congratulate me and wants to be involved. And absolutely, he, I told him he will be involved. Yeah, um, yeah with the International Council of Mustang uh, Clubs now, it's going to be global, and that's what we're shooting for. And, you know, we know how everything works over here in the States, but we want to know how everything else is working all around the world and what can we do to possibly help her grow that around the world as well. And yeah. in Australia, it's going to be nobody but Rob, that's for sure. Well, yeah, if you're, you, if you're a club in Australia and you don't know about Herod Performance, then you shouldn't be a club. <laughs> <You should> be, <laughs> that's absolutely you know, correct. You know, they'd absolutely have to, correct. 
Well, what would they do, Mike? Go play football, which really isn't football. That's not what we call football. <laughs> Nothing against you, Rob. I know you think it's football. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I think you well, should call it throw ball. <laughs> there you go. No, so we're Rob, we're looking to, you know, to try to connect with uh all of the enthusiasts globally. And you know, here we have Ford Performance Club Connect, but with Mike's um efforts to try to get this international council started, we're hoping that Herod Performance can be the headquarters for clubs to interact with. So when we do contact Australia, we go yeah. through you guys and then you can reach yeah. out to all the clubs Bad. for us. And, and I, I must say, John, Mike is the right man for the job. Like his enthusiasm, his passion is 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 is, is right up there with the best, you know. And I congratulate you, Mike, for the position because you really deserve it. Yeah, Thank you like, so much, Rob. Greatly appreciate it. What he didn't tell you, Rob, is, is if if running the largest or one of the largest Mustang clubs in the North American hemisphere, but it, running that wasn't enough, and all of his involvement in selling cars and being involved with everybody else's clubs. Then what did he do? It wasn't just the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, Moxham. He created Boxham, the Bronco Owners Club of Southeastern. Now, that. now the man's that. fingers are in Bronco. And, and how good is the Bronco? <laughs> how good is the Bronco? I was fortunate enough for the for the for the team at Ford when I was here in Dearborn to supply me a Bronco to use while I was in Dearborn, a press car. Absolutely wonderful vehicle. I had a Bronco now, you had the, didn't you have a Bronco Raptor, Robert? No, a Bronco Raptor. Raptor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, such a good thing. Like I drive a Ranger, the, the new Ranger Raptor over here, which is basically the same vehicle, but in, in, a, in a utility body. Um, but oh man, yeah, that that Raptor, mate, I couldn't believe the amount of Americans that were pulling me over, wanting to talk to me about it, giving me the thumbs <laughs> Absolutely. up. Absolutely, you know, it was it was. Hey, they, they must know who I am, you know? Yeah, so listen to this. So yeah. with the Bronco Raptor, and I've been telling people this, a lot of people don't believe me. I would trade both my Mustangs and my Bronco for a Bronco Raptor. That's how much I love it. Yeah, yeah. They are fantastic, Mike. They they, they really, really are. And, it's like, and, and if you're in Australia, you drive a Ranger Raptor. It is just an insane – like Ford, Ford supplied me a vehicle to drive. And uh, I have a brand new Ranger, and it is just the nicest thing to drive. But I got to tell you, I got my uh, my one of my. I've got about six Mustangs. I got one of mine out last weekend and went went on a run with it. Oh mate, Mustangs are just so good to drive. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's just the best of best. You know, no so, matter where you are in this world, if if you drive a Mustang, Rob, and you can't put a smile on your face, you're yeah. you're you're not living right. Oh, mate, and, and, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to to meet with Ed Krenz a couple of weeks ago when I was in Dearborn and went went to the bunkers underneath underneath the headquarters there and had a rundown on a new dark horse and Ed and I went out and I had a drive and it's just this phenomenal car. This new this new car is something else, isn't it? Yeah, thank goodness we don't have to have a really long extension cord for it because uh, mm. it's it's still Gosh. got it's got beautiful V8 power and we yeah. and we we're, we're looking forward to that coming out, but. For us, for Mike and I, at least on this side, you know, I know you guys, you're, you're into that performance end, but let's face it, um, you guys in Australia have some really unique tastes, and there are a lot of people here that wish that you could be the spokesperson to tell Ford they got to come back with a ranchero, kind of like one of your utes off some kind of platform. Yeah, you're probably right there, you know, and and believe it or not, I do talk to to everybody like there. There's they at Ford Australia, they call me the fix it guy when there's something <laughs> that needs to be done. Somebody rings rings me, you know. So, 
Uh, I do talk to, to a hell of a lot of people. And the, the, you know, I had Andrew Burkick, the president of Ford, on the phone not only last week. You know, I get, you know, that yeah, everyone everyone calls me. Everyone has something to do with it. Yeah, you're right. I am the, I am a bit of a spokesperson. So, so what we look at, we need like a ranchero, you reckon, eh? Yeah, well, you know, we're doing real well here with a, a little inexpensive Maverick and a car-based yeah. little truck would be cool. I know, Mike, if, if I know this, no matter what Ford's going to come up with, Mr. Mike Ray could sell it to someone. Is that right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> I try my best. All right. Well, yeah. listen, I, I really want everyone to take a moment, if you don't know who Rob Herod is, to get online and, and check out herodperformance.com.au and go see Rob's store. What he does for the enthusiasts out there is like what Ford Performance Parts does here in the United States and in North America. Rob, without you, we wouldn't have the following that we have, not just for performance, but and, and mostly for Mustang and even for Ford. So on behalf of all the guys that work with me in Dearborn and all the cars that Mike sells and all the clubs he deals with with Ford, we have to, hats off to you, man. You, you've you done the yeah. job down under. Without you, there would be no fun Fords in Australia. Thank you. It's, it's, you're very, you're too kind. You know, I'm not, I'm just an everyday guy that just just loves loves cars and loves Fords and and I have to say I, I'm so privileged to be involved with Ford the way I am, you know I, I don't take it lightly. I, I respect everything that I do with Ford. I respect the company and it's a privilege, you know. Well, and yeah. I, I love to give back. Hey Rob, I got a question for you before we go. Um, yeah. And I know there's a hundred answers you have, but um, is there one moment or event or anything like that that sticks out to you? that is like one of your best memories since you got involved with all of this with Ford. Yeah, it was, I was over in Dearborn doing stuff on, on the, on the aspect and, you know, like I, and, and what happened, we were doing what we call a slow build, which is working out how the time factor of how it's going to take, how long it's going to take to get the car down the line. That takes two or three weeks, but I'd come back from the U S and I went up to the plant and my team of people were up there and they put the car up in the air and they grabbed the rear muffler can. And on the cans, it has Herod Performance <laughs> written on the can. And I stood back and I thought, wow, how cool is this if my dad could see this? You yeah. know? Yeah. And it really brings me to tears thinking about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I can relate very well, uh, Rob. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you and I are about the same with our fathers, Mike. You know, we, yeah, we miss our dads very dearly. Absolutely. But that was the thing. But the, the the silly thing was they put the car down. It was time for me to leave. I walked out the door and I was Rob Herod again, you know. But I had that moment in time. I thought, wow, I've made it. Yeah. Fancy would my father ever imagine the Herod name being built in a Ford plant, a Herod car being built in a Ford plant. That's yeah. an achievement. And especially now with you being the manufacturer instead of uh, Ford, like you said, on the on the titles or registrations, it's showing your name on there now. So yeah. definitely well, an accomplishment that, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. I keep the Evan keeps telling me I'm the new Carol Shelby. I get it in interviews all the time, you know. <laughs> it's so funny. So you, you said the, he's done a lot more than I've done, that's for sure. But but they they all say it, you know. It's, uh, it's very humbling. Well, so, Mike, uh, we're going to have to get him a cowboy hat and uh, to go with his, <laughs> his reputation. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, please check it out. If you, uh, it's it's uh, Rob Harrod's story is a wonderful thing for all Mustang owners on this side of the pond to understand and. Uh, Check it out. It's H-A-R-R-O-D-Performance.com.au. Rob Herod, thank you so much for being a very special guest tonight. We really appreciate all you do and uh, so well and so humbly. We're just uh, really pleased to have you as our friend. Thank you. 
And again, thank you so so much for your kind words and for having me on the show. And I'd love to do it again sometime. Oh, for sure, Mike. We we'll, we can make that happen. We'll be talking to you with the, the International Council. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And we'll be talking to you the next time because we'll be seeing you down the road.